0: All right, here we go. Start the week with Unmade. Setting the agenda for the week in media and marketing. Today, a big finish for the publishing industry.
1: What we will remember about 2023.
0: A year of carnage, AI and retail media. Unmade. It's Monday, December 16th, I'm A-Beauty and for one last time in 2023, a very Christmassy Good morning, Tim Burrows.
1: Abe, I love what you've done with the intro. It, it makes me feel seven <laughs> percent more Christmassy than I did at the start of the morning. Um, what a what a marvelous team you have at Abe's Audio. To, uh... Uh,
0: now with thirteen percent
1: more cheese, <laughs> <laughs> more cheese. That's the thing. It almost feels like yeah, there should be. You know, I guess in this future of. Uh, the future AI audio will be. You'll just have a button you can press for make it seven percent more cheesy. But um but yes, yeah, so how was your uh, how was your pre Christmas weekend?
0: Uh, pretty good, as to be expected. Always lots of things to do. One thing I've thought actually, next year I want to put less in my diary because December has just felt mad. I've said to my wife, really, we're the only ones that can control our diary, so we need to make sure we're not cramming it full of stuff. So we're not. E- lurching to the end of the year exhausted how was your weekend was it a uh, slightly more restful than mine
1: <laughs> no I, I i'm starting to think maybe i'm just living in a sitcom i um as you know i've i've been moving into a a, a place in in evandale in tasmania and i i found a secondhand chaise lounge uh on facebook marketplace which i kind of fell in love with without checking whether it would fit up the stairs so um <laughs> There was the comic moment when we, and luckily I had several people around, when we figured out the only way of getting it upstairs was uh, over a balcony. So six people lifting a chaise lounge over a balcony. The the health and safety implications were pretty bad. But then the bit that makes it the full Tasmanian experience (laughs) is – there is also a sheep that lives on the premises. <laughs> oh, and at one moment during this process, the door blew open and the sheep came in to see what was going on. So I, uh, I, I kind of wish we'd been filming the whole thing. That sounds
0: hilarious. Only in the world of Tim Burroughs.
1: Yes, Gerald the Sheep. I think we'll be hearing more about him in the future. Anyway, where shall we start this week?
0: Well, uh, the last week for the podcast for the year and a lot of things happening. Let's start with the world of publishing. A lot going on there in The Guardian this morning. Tech giants could be forced to share secret news deals under Australia's media bargaining code.
1: Yeah, this is one that's in several of the publications this morning. It's obviously come as a sort of PR drop from uh the government from the communications minister michelle Rowland. so um, there's going to be some sort of announcement today on how the government is going to take forward the recommendation that the australian competition and consumer commission um made on how publishers can be given extra protection in how they engage with the big platforms, particularly, you know, the, the, the ones most in the targets are Google, um, owned by Alphabet and Facebook, owned by Meta. So it talks about new information gathering powers, um, which will could force companies, as in Google and Facebook, to hand over the commercial agreements they've made with the media companies because they've, they've been kept private up to now. But obviously it's a bit hard for people to know what somebody else is getting if they haven't got the benchmarks. They don't know if they're setting themselves cheap. So it's another little twist, I guess another, you know, the the way the ACCC would put it, another attempt to kind of rebalance the um, the, the kind of the 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 power of the big platforms versus the traditional media companies. But yeah, um, it it, it, it certainly implies that the Abenezi government is, if not as interested as the coalition was in prosecuting the News Media Bargaining Code or the threat of it, then um, it's certainly not walking away from it.
0: A couple of big people moves in the world of publishing too – Let's start with one that surprised me marginally. Dentsu's Ben Shepard, who's a friend of the podcast and has been on a previous episode. Tim, what's Ben up to?
1: Yeah, so this is an interesting one. So the news emerged on Friday afternoon that um, he was leaving Dentsu where, um, you know, as, as, as you say, he'd done the interview with us as Chief Investment Officer. Um, after uh, not, not quite a year, and he's going over to Schwartz Media. So he is um taking on the role that um previously um had been held by Rebecca Costello, who it was already announced she was um she was leaving to go to The Guardian. So so Schwartz Media, they're the people they publish the Saturday paper. The Monthly, um, and they do the 7am podcast, um, it's owned and founded by Murray Schwartz, so it's independent media, which I do, you know, I I, I, I kind of like, um, you know, it's a good thing that they exist.
0: Ben has moved around a bit over the last few years. Is it that he hasn't really found his fit or, or something else?
1: Yeah that's a good question looking uh, in the reporting across the sort of City Morning Herald and the Age and the Brisbane Times they make the point that this is his sixth role in 5 years so that's included um stints with ThinkAbout um and the Chet Network on the agency side also at PwC and Bain and & Company uh on the consultancy side and now obviously most recently um Dentsu um it's funny because I I mean I've been tracking Ben for more than fifteen years now, and he's such a brilliant writer about media. You know, he does a a, a great newsletter which he publishes via LinkedIn, which is I think called Signal, if I remember rightly. Um, and he used to do a really great blog called Talking Digital as well. So I I, I love his writing so much. Um, I think. <laughs> From the outside, it's always hard to tell, isn't it? And with this one, it's the question of is is he running towards this big new exciting job, which it does sound, or is he moving away from an issue at Dentsu? Now, one of the things with Dentsu as a group is I've written previously about, you know, they've had some changes that they they brought in new creative leadership which didn't work out so they've had to go again there now we see this going on at media so you so you do find yourself thinking okay is this a question of densu but equally yeah when you look at the number of moves for, for for ben you also say well say to yourself well you know is it something about sort of ben's being restless and i suppose you know he's he's obviously fascinated um, And and understands really well how media and publishing in particular works. You know, he's written about an awful lot. Um, So from that point of view, that's definitely his world. And generally when someone moves across from an agency, they move to some sort of media, sort of some sort of um, advertising sales role, like sales director. And I wouldn't have thought that would be right for Ben because the one thing he's not is a supplicant which I think is something you often have to be as a kind of advertising sales director. So, so this feels like potentially it, it could be a big fit, but also, you know, I wouldn't completely rule out the, um, the possibility that in a year's time we're talking about his next move.
0: In other news as well, the head of publishing at Nine's on the move. What's happening there?
1: Yeah. So this is one which, um, which also dropped at the end of the week. Um, so James Chessel, who's been publishing Boss at Nine since Chris Jans moved on and then eventually started, um, Sire Media and Capital Brief. Now, Chessel had been overseeing the AFR, the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age, journalist by background, but this was a more commercial role. So, just the wording of the announcement is slightly curious because on the one hand, they're sort of talking about him departing, but then nine are also framing it as him in staying involved in the organization in, um, a kind of, um, well, the, the phrase is working with nine on government and digital platform issues. So that, that feels like they're sort of hinting like almost as a consultant or something because it, it does feel like that's not a, not a, a whole role so so yeah a bit a a bit curious maybe it's just time um you know um because you 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 sort of understand that and also i do wonder someone who for most of his career has been a journalist whether actually you know that's the world he kind of misses so i i suppose we'll find out in time whether um whether that's the question but it it does also frame the fact that um and this is this probably goes goes for a few publishers when it comes to people kind of stepping up to wearing their publisher hat bench strength is never particularly deep you know you often don't see um, uh, internal promotions from within the commercial team and I think it's always particularly difficult when you've got Something like publishing, where editorial is so intrinsic. So, yeah, we'll, we'll now see at the moment uh, acting managing director of publishing, Tory Maguire, again coming up for the editorial. Um, you know, there have certainly been plenty of rumblings about the Sydney Morning Herald newsroom not being a particularly happy ship at the moment. So, we'll, we'll have to see how all of that settles down.
0: And lastly, news on Lad Bible's Australian operation
1: yeah this one literally came in oh only about 10 minutes before we started chatting this morning actually so it was previously reported that lad bible having come to australia to kind of you know really build their kind of global presence um it had been reported back in november that they were likely to close their australian business which had depending who you believed anything between sort of up to a hundred jobs at risk. To um, the official number, Lad Bible said was fifty-two staff members at risk of redundancy. Um, uh, announcement this morning that Val Morgan Digital—they're the people, Val Morgan and the people we probably know best for putting the uh, putting the ads into cinemas—they're um, now going to represent Lad Bible in Australia. Um, and the the announcement is is vague about how many jobs this saves, but it it it. it it describes it as a five-year commercial partnership, and says that um, I think we can we, we can probably imply some staff are moving across, but I doubt if it's all of the um, all of the fifty-two. Um, but yeah, you know, so it's um, it, it certainly strengthens Val Morgan's impact um, on their digital side of their operation, and uh, yeah, I, I, I guess yet another example of um, one of the big global players coming to australia uh and then kind of pulling back a bit
0: next the big themes of 2023 Un-made. as it's the last podcast of the year tim let's take a bit of a look back at some of the themes of 2023 what have you chosen
1: yeah three main themes um if i had to sum them up uh Carnage for the traditional media, the rise of retail media, and the even bigger rise of A.I.,
0: so let's let's unpack that a bit. Carnage. Where are you seeing carnage? And could you could you be more specific,
1: please? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Two um two 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 pieces have dropped today. One in the Australian Financial Review, which is where I've got the word carnage from. Um uh as the AFR puts it um this morning, it's been carnage across the media this past month or so. We've been able to confirm cuts to headcount of various sizes at, they list, nine. Knew about that one. Private media, yep. Yeah. JC Deco, don't think I'd heard about that one. Mumbrella, I hadn't heard about. Um, my old uh, my old home, of course. Forbes, Southern Cross stereo and Spotify. And ARN is prepping for some early in the new year insiders say so that's the reporting in the financial review and then um, similarly TechCrunch over the weekend um, published what they describe uh, this is more globally a comprehensive list of 2023 tech layoffs so this includes from people like Google, Amazon, Microsoft to the smaller players with TechCrunch suggesting that um, those sort of jobs actually shrank by about quarter of a million globally with the tech players in the year just gone. Um, And that again ties into a prediction that Sir Martin Sorrell um, made when I I went to the Madfest conference in London earlier in the year where he talked about um, a quarter of a million media jobs to go. Now, those jobs haven't perhaps all gone yet, but yeah, so – so that's what I mean by carnage.
0: So looking at retail media, how has it been a big year for retail
1: media? You know, if I if I had to pick themes, then one of them I would definitely pick is the rise of retail media. You know, this is the year where the retailers really began to understand that they actually had a media product in their own right. So this is... Uh, the Coles is the Woolworths the chemist warehouse but then this sort of you know kind of rising level of kind of second and third tier retailers and that is also along with the likes of uh, Amazon who's probably the biggest player in the space and all of a sudden you know people who are suppliers to all of those people rather than advertise their product in newspapers or on television are much more likely to give the money to these retail media networks where that they're that little bit closer to that final moment of truth when the consumer is buying the product so so that was why we um we ended up running our remade conference actually twice in 2023 we launched it in march and then we came back again in in october um which is what we'll do again this year remade will will run it for a third time on um october the 1st in 2024 but yeah it's just fascinating how you know retail media has has not just eaten the breakfast of so many traditional media players but maybe their lunch and dinner too you know we we saw some analysis a week or so back suggesting that it might take a billion dollars of advertising revenue out of the traditional players so um it's um you know it, it, it is remaking the market and i
0: guess lastly and this is a huge question but ai it feels like it has been the year, although probably not the year, but it's the year that we've all been talking about AI. How's that really been a disruptor for you, a big story for you this year?
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I think you are right to say a year because it was, if I remember rightly, November the 30th was the day that OpenAI launched ChatGPT. Now, for so long, we have been talking about the coming impact of ai and generative ai um you know this bit where you can sort of uh the computer can start to seem a little bit more intelligent call it machine learning if you want you know i mean i, I remember moderating a conference or um or moderating a conference session in 2016 or 2017 over in new york for advertising week in new york which was about the arrival of the singularity as we put it um and i in some ways, I'm surprised it took so long, but in others, it's come along so fast now that it has. So it's it's already changed so much for um, pretty much every every sector of the industry we cover has already had some sort of impact, which will only become bigger. You know, jobs have actually gone as a result. That's that's one part of it. Um, there are so many more um efficiencies things that ai can already do better you know as you know we launched timbot.ai which you you helped us with which is our computerized version of me um where you can go to timbot.ai and ask questions about the media and then read and hear an answer about um timbot's take on it but that that was just like a use case
0: what's Um, been really useful for you is uh you've had two months off this year and no one's known but i've been hosting a podcast with timbot (laughs) i joke (laughs) it's not true
1: (laughs) it is funny that you can almost get away with it there are certain words timbot struggles with like he can't say meta he says meter for some reason but uh but otherwise he gets there so we'll we'll come back again with our our AI conference, which is is called Humane, uh, with an AI in the middle, of course. And that will be back on May the 28th. So, um, so yeah, you, you, you were obviously at Humane. And I suppose that thing during the day was, it just felt like we were just on the cusp of something. Mm. And
0: it still does feel like we're on the cusp. To start with, in the year I was, I thought, our business, my our audio production business is in trouble. But I think I've arrived at the fact that things will change and we might need not need creatives on one end, but we'll need creatives on the other end. I'm calling them AI wranglers. And we're seeing that it takes a lot of wrangling and manipulation on the other side to actually get the product. So it's just things will, ch- for me, thinking things will change, not necessarily the robots will take all our jobs, which for me has been an interesting takeaway these last few weeks.
1: Well, that's a nice positive. And do you have a trend you would pick to or a theme for 2023? One of the
0: biggest things for me only happened last week, actually, of 2023 when Netflix released its numbers. I thought that was amazing in terms of transparency for them to a degree, but also what it will mean for other streamers in the industry to release their numbers as well, and then what that means. I mean, was it forty million hours of Seinfeld? It was huge number, something like that. They've released for me. That was one of the biggest stories that only broke last
1: week. Yeah, look, I mean, I I like the transparency thing because obviously more transparency is better than less. I must. Be, I'm a little bit cynical about the Netflix data in that it 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 certainly doesn't offer the kind of level of information or granularity that for instance the free to air networks with OzTAM published day in and day out you know it is just how many hours were consumed of these various things so it's not really broken down by market by demographic or you know all of those things that um a uh, an advertiser would want to know so um so yeah look they what Netflix did was they they really got some great headlines about it they caused a bit of trouble for other um uh you know other streamers who won't have the same reach that Netflix does because of course they're going to get asked hard questions now so um so yeah so it's a good you, you know it's it's a step but i i also have to kind of salute the media mastery of Netflix for the way it kind of managed to get everyone to spin those headlines about transparency but i you know it's funny when i was writing um Saturday's best of the week email i was um I almost wrote about the theme of transparency because last week we also finally saw the ABC join the podcast ranker as well, so we got a bit more data on how many people are listening to ABC podcasts and and and, and streaming so um so yeah it was um, yeah last week was a what well, you know was a it was a good week for the data nerds uh let's say last week and this year
0: one thing that stood out to me in the Netflix comment was the night manager was their number one show but then for me the thought what that means for advertisers as they then release their advertising
1: tiers one of the things which I, I thought the seven did cleverly at their upfronts was they actually put on screen you know in a in a you know big bold you know on, on the main screen ted lasso which is an apple tv product hugely popular but reached far less people than home and away was their point so so you know so we talk about these the talkability of these big streaming shows but they aren't as big as free to air um but then i think the other factor for next year and wow i think we're going to be talking about this one is is when amazon prime shifts so that its default tier is advertising which is going to happen next year around the world including in australia then they're going to be such a big player in the Australian market for, um, uh, for advertising streaming.
0: Well, that's it for today's Christmas-themed edition of Start the Week with 7% more cheese. We'll be back Monday, January 29. Until then, do stay in touch. We'd love to hear what you think at letters at unmade.media. Tim's on the email checking it every day, including Christmas. Letters at unmade.media.
1: <laughs> and we do have one more podcast later this week i'll be talking to fetch boss scott lawson and also a piece of housekeeping for our regular listeners our colleague Seja alzaidi left the team last week we thank her for her work on this podcast and wish her all the best in her future career in 2024
0: Don't forget, if you want to become an Unmade member, you've only got until the end of the week to upgrade and lock in a
1: permanent 42% saving. Go to
0: unmade.media to find out more.
1: Today's podcast was produced with the usual enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio. My thanks to Abe and the team for all their help and support throughout the year. You would not be listening to this podcast without them. See you next time. Toodle pen.
0: Unmade.
1: Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.